Welcome to our podcast, Hey David, where Grandpa Rod talks about life and attitudes, hope and success. Each week, he raises a new topic for David to consider. We hope it speaks to you too. We also hope you'll invite your friends to listen and that you'll share your comments with us. Here is Rod with today's topic. Hi, I'm Rod MacArthur, David's grandpa and narrator of the Hey David podcast. Thanks for listening. I want David to have the best grandfatherly counsel I can give. It could be that you'll gain some light pointers too. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk with David about mottos to live by. Self-talk is powerful, and repeating memorable mottos sets a positive path. It's good to define your success. Hey, David. It's Grandpa. Today, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to give short sayings that have molded my life. Everyone should have key phrases that capture the essence of who they are or who they want to be. I call them mottos, life mottos. This week and next, I offer a few of mine. Maybe you've heard of my go-to self-motivator. I lift. It keeps purpose and focus sharp for me each day. I say in my head, I want everyone I meet to depart feeling better than when we met. As Ziegler said, quote, If they don't have a smile, they're bankrupt. Let me give them one of mine, end quote. In fact, that's what I aim at with this podcast, to lift you. About the time you were born, I had a cassette tape with a motivational talk that I listened to frequently. W. Clement Stone taught me the value of short, focusing statements that I could easily repeat to myself. They helped me stay on target and true to myself. Maybe some of these thoughts can become yours as well. For example, in overriding the fear evoked by seemingly insurmountable obstacles, I find that remembering key things that I trust moves me forward. Faith always trumps fear. Since this is true, it encourages me to divert my attention away from what might paralyze me, my fear, and look with confidence to what I believe in or trust. As you walk through life, what catches your attention? Is it the dread of what might be or the confidence in who is? Whenever you face challenges that intimidate you, always choose to look to Jesus. Not only has he promised to support his followers, he offers practical, workable answers to any situation you'll find yourself in. Why would you want to feel helpless and stymied by what seems to evoke fear when you could rather choose to trust him who has promised to be with you and support you always. That's the value of faith. It always trumps fear. This next thought helps me see that the courage to do anything challenging, like overcoming fear, is powered by love. Courage is love at work. Recently, I discussed courage with a few friends, what it is and how it shows up in life. Courage seems especially valuable as we encounter today's downward-trending morality. The swifter and deeper the current, the harder it is to stand against it. 
This is true of a river, but even more so of trends in society. The need is great. Courage can be seen as love expressing itself in the face of danger or difficulty. Usually, this involves some level of sacrifice, like Jesus' decision to die for others. Selfless sacrifice is driven by love. That's courage. It will be the same for you, David. Giving up bits of your time or money to serve others is proof of love. But more, standing for what is right in the face of stiff, even brutal pushback is the courage of love. You see, courage is love at work. I use what follows to keep perspective on who knows best, me or God. God is bigger than me. God said to Moses, By those who draw near to me, I will be treated as holy. This same Moses repeatedly said, speaking for God, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Peter amplified the same standard. Like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourself in all your behavior. Holy means separate, set apart, distinct, or special. Our God is all that and more. My ways are not your ways, he said. It is wrong to suppose that he sees life like you do. It's a serious mistake to sit in judgment of his ways and motives. We do well to accept that he is God and we're not. I am who I am, he told Moses. Now deal with it. For sure, he is bigger than you are. Instead of getting down on myself when I mess up, I remember this fact. God's grace is greater than my problem. The Apostle Paul encouraged his apprentice Timothy with these words. Quote, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me, because he considered me faithful, putting me into service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor. Yet I was shown mercy, because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant, with the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost. Yet for this reason I found mercy, so that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. End quote. God's grace rises above your mistakes because his love for you is unbounded and without conditions. Philip Yancey noted, quote, Nothing I can do will make God love me more and nothing I might do will make him love me less. End quote. This is true. It empowers you not to take advantage of forgiveness but to live free from the pressure to perform. God already and forever loves you. Be eager to please him and make him smile. As David Crowder sings, quote, Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't cure, end quote. 
God's grace is greater than my mistakes. The carrot in my life is my confident expectation of good from God. Faith in the future is power for the present. The ups and downs of life, especially in a tumultuous culture war, can seem like one is adrift in a surging sea. Dark, gloomy, foreboding, the prospect of a sunny outcome seems to fade. How do you feel after what we've been through these last few years? Do you see value in your stand with God? Our future is as secure as the promise and power of our God. As Paul said, quote, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to purpose. End quote. Intentional living, loving God is the key to a good future. And such hope fills today with the will and strength to carry on. An angel once said to Gideon, who saw God as a wonder-working God, quote, go in this your strength, end quote. You see, Gideon's strength was his confidence that his God could do whatever it took. David, since God holds your future, you can step strongly into it every day. Whenever I am drawn toward something bad for me, I repeat, the flavors in the fat. Ain't bacon good. Its flavor is in its fat. And the fat is detrimental to good health. So, is bacon bad? But salads are good, right? And I've been told that a pound of bacon with a leaf of lettuce makes a tasty salad. Why is it that so many things that tempt us with their to-die-for flavor tend to jeopardize our health? while so much of the healthier food tastes like sawdust. Never mind that. Tell me why things that are so alluring lead us to destructive behavior. I'll tell you why. It's the way God made us. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and ego. Moses knew the sin was pleasant, but also deadly. So he purposefully chose to endure whatever challenges he faced to stay on course rather than enjoying sin's fleeting pleasures. Well done, Moses. For me, saying the flavors in the fat helps me remember this. Always double-check. If an activity tastes too good, maybe it ain't good for you. Reject the flavor if you have to eat the fat. Because of inertia, productive change is challenging. This thought helps. Change is inevitable. Growth is a choice. The only constant in life is that everything changes. Finances, relationships, knowledge, health, even politics. As we age, our circumstances change. Grandma and I are now empty nesters. My response to change is the key to my happiness. If I were to mope around and wish for those days when my children still lived with me, I wouldn't have you or any of my seven other grandchildren. Change is good, even if it means losing pleasant things from the past. So the clear question is, will you wish for the past or adapt to the changes? Grow or stagnate? Always choose to go with changes and grow. 
I wonder how many times I let societal pressures cause me to muffle my voice rather than saying what needs to be said. It's not what you want to say, it's what they need to hear. This is a lot harder than it sounds, David. People like to hear what makes them feel good about themselves. I know I do. And they generally treat anyone who will say those things with kindness. People also tend to become uncomfortable if someone disagrees with them or speaks out about societal, political, or religious issues with ideas differing from theirs. So, they tend to disconnect from or ghost them. Both responses, kindness and ghosting, will put pressure on you to only say what is acceptable to those who hear. This might cause you to shut up when you should speak out instead. But what they need to hear is what helps them improve. It might point out flaws to be fixed, or it may suggest better ways to do things. It's better to improve than it is to stay the same. So determine right now to say what needs to be said and be a blessing. Things only improve when they are addressed. You can't fix what you don't know is broken. So always say what they need to hear and not just what you want to say. Finally, do more than think you believe in a thing. Always plant your feet where your heart is already standing. Believe what you believe. Does that sound redundant? Actually, it's emphatic. Two realities are critical. That you know why you believe a thing, and that you use that belief to guide your daily decisions. That is, that you actually live up to what you say you believe. This is foundational in every aspect of life. Too many people in our society wring their hands wishing things were better. They need to stand up and say so. You need to stand up and say so. Things will not change unless we act on what we believe and make a difference. This is especially critical as it applies to your relationship with God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that God raised Him from the dead? Why do you believe it? How does it impact your life? Should we believe His ways are right and good for us, but still live in the shadow of what society accepts as acceptable? Isn't it pointless to believe that Jesus is Lord unless you let His word set your course? He once asked, quote, Now why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? End quote. Belief in anything, even in Jesus, is shown by the stand you take for it. So, believe what you believe. David, these self-talk motivators keep me sharp and help me walk the path I want to walk. The thoughts they generate retrain my focus and resolve. I give them to you free. I love you, David. Thanks for listening. If you've got something worth holding on to from this blurb, come back next Monday. Next week, I want to continue my talk with David about having powerful models to live by. 
It's good to define yourself. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Hey David. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, please send them to rod underscore MacArthur at comcast.net. Rod will get back to you. Also, check out the church's website, www.churchofauburnwa.com. You'll discover a ton of information. You may especially enjoy the page Blurbs from Rod. Until Until next next Monday, Monday, have have a joy-filled week. week.